Hello, listeners of OKA11's podcast, Digging Deep. This is MG Govia, education and outreach liaison and host of Digging Deep. In addition to the great interviews, we will occasionally publish educational information for you to check out on your drive into work. If you're looking for more resources for OKA11 information, be sure to check out our website, social media pages, or our mini videos on YouTube. Just search for OKA11 to find it all. Today's topic will be understanding the difference between Remark and Extend Tickets. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is MG Govia. I'm the Education Outreach Liaison of OK11. And we're doing a special pop-up webinar today um, over the Remark versus Extend Ticket types. Um, it's relatively a new process and we wanted to get that information out as often as we can to get everybody on the same page. So I appreciate you joining us. Um, for those um, who haven't seen it, um, our YouTube page, um, you can go to that channel, uh, just type in at OKA11 and you'll be able to see um, recorded webinars. So uh, let's dive right into it. Um, like I said, this is a new uh, ticket type. Uh, we are no longer saying update is a ticket type because technically you're updating the ticket you're making the action of updating a ticket but the ticket the ticket type that's going to go out is either a remark or an extend ticket so we'll talk about that breakdown to understand the breakdown we have to kind of take a step back and remind everybody how the process works very straightforward it begins with an excavator contacting OK and one uh, they'll use our website they may make a phone call and they're going to give notification no less than 48 hours, excluding the dated notification, Saturdays, Sundays, and legal holidays before the excavation is going to begin. And then the locate request is going to be generated. Uh, OK, one's going to process that request, map out the dig site described by the excavator, and that's going to tell us what utilities or what operators are in that area. And then a uh, ticket number is going to be generated and given to the person who requested the locate. And then a notification is sent out to the facility operators in that geographical region. Um, just so you know, an average of six members are notified per ticket. Last year we did um, just a little over 1.2 million locate requests. So that means 7 million tickets uh, were processed by the locating um, side of all of this last year. That's impressive. Um, those members are going to respond to the request prior to the work to begin date and time. They're responsibilities to mark the approximate location of those underground facilities using the APWA uniform color code with paint, flags, flags or stakes. And then they can communicate that process with the excavator by mandatory positive response. Um, on every locate request, the ticket itself will have a um, response session on the bottom where they can see the status of the operator and or their locator and see what has taken place. The excavator then needs to confirm those markings. Um, they'll wait till the required time before digging, and they'll make sure that everybody has responded on positive response, and then test holes to discover the three Ds, the depth, the um, direction, and distance of those underground facilities in their work area. Um, couple of things to remember, uh, private lines are not um, typically marked with A11. Um, there are some companies that go above and beyond to mark private lines. Uh, however, it is not their responsibility. So um, if there are private lines in the work area, such as the obvious ones are like propane, sprinkler, things that no facility operator owns, and then the, when it is turned over to the property owner. So additional runs such as electric or water to a pool or uh, outdoor kitchen or something like that. So those private lines need to be located by another, another through another service. 
And Okieable One is not the locating company. Uh, we're a notification center. Uh, we take these inbound requests, process them, and then provide that information out to the facility operators who are then responsible for having those lines marked either with in-house employees or by a third party, uh, such as USAC, Gridhawk, uh, LineQuest, and many others uh, that they may partner with. So now we know the process. Here's the current tickets that uh, we process every day. There's normal or compliant locate requests. These are the non-emergencies where the excavator is contacting us at least 48 hours in advance with not including the data notification, weekends and holidays. Um, reason we call them normal or compliant is because this is the way the law is written. They're complying with the Oklahoma Underground Facilities Damage Prevention Act. A non-compliant okay request is when a request is made with less than the required notice and there is not an emergency. A couple of things to remember about a non-compliant locate request. It is not a valid ticket. It never becomes a valid ticket. Um, a non-compliant means that you're not able to give the operators their required time or required notice before digging, and they may not be able to protect those. And you, as an excavator, assume all liability of damages occur with a non-compliant ticket. The reason that I stress that it never becomes a compliant ticket is because even if you decide to wait four or five days before starting that project that you, uh, the non-compliant ticket was called in on, um, it's still a non-compliant ticket. It never switched. Uh, the member companies may have uh, decided not to uh, respond beyond a phone call, may not have put down a phone, uh, any paint or flags. Um, you're still taking on the risk of damage. So avoid a non-compliant ticket if all possible. Um, it's not a valid locate request. Um, so please give us the required notice. There are times where short notice is necessary, an emergency. Uh, it's an unavoidable situation where digging must take place because there's an endangerment to life, health, or property. Uh, we still ask that you give as much time as possible. If you know you're going to be tracking down parts or equipment or that uh, one guy who knows how to do everything, um, give us that time. Let us know that it's going to take you know, four, six, eight hours. Uh, to get everything ready to go to take care of that um, situation. Uh, what we're looking at is the fact that it's less than 48 hours. We understand it's an emergency. We understand you're gonna want to get to that as soon as possible. However, um, as soon as possible may be a few hours. So uh, by giving that time, you're just giving the operators that much more time to respond. Um, a lot of the locating companies um, can get to those emergency locates um, in two to four hours. Uh, because they have the resources to do so. But smaller uh, municipalities, rural water systems, things of that nature, uh, may not have the resources to uh, drop everything that where they are and get to an emergency in that quick of time. So uh, if you can, uh, be res uh, uh, respectful of those resources and try to give as much time as possible. Um, and then with an emergency uh, locate request, it isn't a green light. It doesn't mean that you can dig recklessly. Um, you still need to show due diligence just in case uh, if damages do occur, the question is going to be, what did you do to protect those underground facilities? We understand the need for digging, but we need to show um, due diligence was used to try to prevent damage. So again, it's not a green light. Um, it's just an opportunity that um, the member companies or the facility operators are going to be uh, prioritizing those okay requests to try to get out to you as quick as possible because it is an emergency, but it does not mean that, um, you can just dig without any consequence. You need to be uh, digging with care 
uh, with emergency locate as well. Uh, second or third notice. Um, these are when a normal or compliant locate request has been put in and then the work to begin date and time has come and passed and there are uh, facility operators who have not made it out in time with locates. Um, if that happens, just uh, notify us, let us know which companies on that locate request did not respond um, with an all clear or paint on the ground and then we can put in that second notice. Just remember that that second notice does not change the life of your ticket. Your ticket's 14 calendar days from the work to begin date and time. So if you call in two days after your work to begin date and time for that second notice, you're still, um, the expiration of your ticket is still going to be the same amount of time. So if work goes beyond that, you'll need to update it. And updating is what we're gonna be talking about here in just a moment with the extend and remark options. Uh, demolition tickets, uh, it's a two-step process. Uh, it's a demolition to let us know a structure is coming down. That gives the facility operators or utilities the opportunity to disengage from that structure. Um, it's also something that will happen as part of your permitting. You'll get the permit and put in the demolition. Notice at least seven business days before that. And then at the same time, uh, because um, if, if uh, digging is going to take place um, within um, 14 calendar days, you can go ahead and submit your uh, work to begin date and time as well. So you can do the demolition um, for the stretcher and then um, immediately follow that up with advance notice of the dig ticket as well. Damage report, this is a mandatory damage reporting state. Uh, if you cause or not cause, I don't want to uh, point liability, but if damages happen on your work site or um, where you discover damage, uh, we do require notification to us. Uh, it is punishable if around pipelines, stuff like that, if OCC, our Oklahoma Corporation Commission, uh, doesn't see a damage being reported. So re let us know if you uh, discover any damage. As far as liability and all that good stuff, that happens after the fact. That's where the insurance or the court is going to decide that. All we're doing is trying to get that information to the facility operator uh, so they can help with the repairs. So let's talk about what happens when you update your locate request. So your locate request, that normal compliant locate request, uh, good for 14 calendar days. And then if weather or um, a work activity had destroyed the original marks or you're coming up on 14 calendar days, you'll need to update that locate request. And there's two options to do so, a remark a remark ticket will notify the facility operators that the markings need to be refreshed and then extends the life of the ticket another 14 days. The facility operators are going to have 48 hours, excluding the data notification weekends and holidays, to respond to that remark request. Okay, so remarking exactly what it sounds like. You're saying the flights need to be redone um, so that the work can continue for another 14 calendar days. An extend ticket will notify the facility operators that the markings are still clearly visible and do not need to be refreshed while extending the life of the ticket another 14 days. So the facility operators may or may not return. It's their option um, to come out and validate those markings, but they uh, still, still will have the 48 hours to do so. Uh, by doing an extend uh, ticket type, that's gonna be a, an agreement between that excavator and the facility operators on the ticket. It's saying the facility, op, or excuse me, the excavator is saying 
that they have maintained and preserved markings and there is no need for any facility operator to come out and refresh. So a little bit more information just to kind of make sure we're all on the same page. So when updating a ticket, an excavator is going to be asked that the markings need to be refreshed. And the ticket will be processed as a remark or an extent ticket type based on those answers. They cannot ask for a remark for one or two companies on the ticket and then extend for everybody else. It is either one or the other. So it will either be a remark and all companies are notified that markings need to be refreshed or as an extend and saying that all companies do not need to refresh their markings. The new ticket type will be displayed on the copy of the locate request for the excavator as well as sent to the facility operator. The facility operators will still be required to provide positive response. So even if they're not going out to the site, they will be putting a positive response saying, excavator um, claims that markings are not need to be refreshed, will not be um, locating the, uh, or remarking the area. Or they need to uh, mark saying that they are going to go out there. Uh, whatever the case is, whatever they handled that ticket. So just a remember or reminder per law, if the marks are removed or aren't visible at any time, the excavation should stop and the excavator must request a remark. So if they do the extend and five days into their extend ticket, uh, they have crushed their markings or bad weather comes in, they should stop working and do a remark ticket at that time. And the reason I point that out is because once an extend ticket is requested by the excavator, a, a second notice or a third notice cannot be processed on that ticket since the excavator stated that all the markings were still clearly visible. So they extended the ticket. They're giving a new 14 days. They said that no facility operator needs to refresh their markings. And then if they call and say XYZ company didn't come out and mark, well, we won't do a second notice. We would have to do a remark ticket. And that remark ticket would give 48 hours, not including the data notification to the operator to come out and um, refresh their markings. So pretty straightforward. It gives the operators um, some opportunity to screen tickets. I understand the uh, communication with the excavator to make sure that the excavator is preserving and maintaining their marks uh, within the law. Um, if you read, um, it, there's a, a sentence within the hazardous material uh, portion that says a excavator has a responsibility of preserving and maintaining their marks around pipelines. So this is a great opportunity for that uh, communication to be had. Have the excavators continue to throw down paint and flags or uh, do what they need to do to preserve the markings so that there would be less remarking. And if there's less remarking, that means the facility operators may not have to send locators out. And it also means that the um, excavator um, can work safely around the visible markings throughout their work project. So it is a really cool um, and innovative way to handle updating locate requests to get into whether or not it needs to be marked because of the preservation of the markings. And so hopefully everybody will be start using this and we can see even more um, data that supports that this has been great for the um, Oklahoma's damage mention. So a couple things to remind on the excavator side. 
To prevent overnotification and to be compliant with the law, you should only update locate requests if everything is not changed, which means the scope of work and where the work is going to take place has not changed and the excavator will be excavating within the following 14 days. So if you're working in an area and you've completed part of it and you have to let, I don't know, concrete set or you're just not going to be digging for 14 calendar days, whatever the reason may be, then you should let that ticket expire, drop, and then uh, give us a call um, three business days prior to resuming work. Uh, that will reduce waste in the system, gives those locators a break, also gives uh, your ticket processing um, a, a break as well. It, it shows that you took uh, a time away from excavating because if um, there is excessive or unreasonable locator request in an area where tickets are uh, continually being uh, updated to be remarked or just extending the ticket, um, a operator or facility operator can recoup costs for that unreasonable and excessive locate request. If there is a change in scope, such as the work types changing, you're going from installing um, pipeline to now grading the uh, land or something like that, um, then if the scope has changed um, or if you're working in a different area because some of it has been completed, you can start a new ticket by just giving in new information so uh, that should help on the communication again uh, the more we can do to have excavators it's explain exactly where they're going to be working and the more that we can do to help the facility operators respond to what is uh, needs to be remarked and what is truly close to their assets is the goal i wrap up um, most of my presentations with just a reminder of the five steps for safe excavation and then I'll look over any questions that may have been submitted to me. So if you have been holding out thinking I'll answer it and I just haven't answered whatever question you have, uh, send it my way uh, currently in the uh, question off uh, submissions. And I'll look at that here in just a moment. So the five steps for safe excavation starts with contacting OK1 before you dig. Uh, you can give us a call or go online either way. Uh, over 75% of our locate requests are submitted through our website. You'll wait that required time, which is the three business days, right? The 48 hours excluding data notification, weekends and legal holidays. You're going to be giving a work to begin date and time. You're going to give that on the ticket and you'll be able to see when you can start to uh, work. Uh, you're going to do that by confirming all the response has been um, given to you from the utility operators that are on that ticket. Respect those markings, understand um, that uh, the approximate location is going to be two feet either side of the markings on the ground. And then as you dig um, and discover the utilities or underground assets, you should respect the tolerance zone, which is 24 inches either side of the underground facility. And then you're going to dig safely. Um, you've done everything right so far. You know where all the facilities are. You understand the work area. And so you want to be able to make sure that you're respecting tolerance zone, not using any heavy equipment, avoid damage, um, and keep your excavator safe. But if damages should occur, do not backfill, do not repair, don't operate any valves. Uh, quickly take care of safety first, call 911 if needed. Um, once um, that is complete, then contact the facility owner and OKA will want to report that damage so that repairs can be take or so can repairs can take place. So damage prevention as a whole is a collaborative effort. 
and I'm pulling up the questions as I'm on this. Um, so damage prevention as a whole is a collaborative effort. It takes all stakeholders to understand what we're uh, purpose is. It starts with our facility owners and locators uh, to provide public awareness, to make sure that information is there saying, hey, our pipelines are here, our electric is here, our water is here, um, whatever is underground, to make sure that we are uh, giving the general public understanding of just existing underground. And then the excavators, of course, uh, both professionals and do DIYers, uh, we need to be able to explain to anybody with a shovel that the safe option is knowing what's underground when you're digging and have those lines marked for free. And then OK one, uh, our roles, um, whether it's education or processing a locator request or uh, helping out with our member responsibilities, we have tried to make sure that the services that we provide for, um, help the in the industry of excavation, of uh, public awareness and damage prevention as a whole. Uh, we're only one part of it all though, and we appreciate all the partnerships that we have established uh, through this. So I'm looking over the questions. Um, looks like uh, no one has any, which is great. That means um, hopefully this process is pretty straightforward, easy to understand. Uh, but if you do think of any questions, I'm going to share my email address with you here in just a moment. You can always shoot uh, me a question at any time. I'm here to help um, both sides of this, right? I want to make sure our facility operators have their underground facilities uh, protected and we're going to do everything we can to prevent damage. And then on the other side, I want all of our excavators who use the service to understand that we want to keep them safe and um, give them an opportunity to make money and go back to work the next day and contribute to their family and community. We want to ask you to subscribe to our podcast so that you can be the first to hear each new episode. If you are watching on YouTube, be sure to follow the channel for not only our podcast, but also educational videos on Oki 811 services. Follow us on social media to know of upcoming educational events, such as safety days or our expo or to know the next time we may be hiring. Thank you for listening to Digging Deep, an Oki 811 podcast. After you subscribe, be sure to share. In July, we'll be doing a uh, series of webinars on July 12th. That will be doing a virtual safety day. Uh, there'll be prizes available during that as well. And then in August, just two days before 811 day, we'll be in Tulsa on August 9th for our safety day at that time. So again, that website, okayexcavationsafety.com is where you can find out all about those. Our website has been revamped, so there's plenty of new information. If you haven't seen that, um, check it out. And then our YouTube channel is just at okay 811 You can um, plug in to see recorded webinars, different commercials, different tutorials that we've shared uh, throughout the years. And finally, um, if you do have any questions or you think of anything that you'd like us to cover on future presentations, let me know uh, so we can um, vet that idea and see if we can make that happen for you or anybody else who may need that information. The email address is pretty simple. It's the word education at okea11.org. And don't hesitate to reach out to me. Um, if it's just a, a random thing that's happened in the field or if it's an idea that you want for a new presentation, or um, an understanding of the law. Whatever the uh, case may be, I'm here to help you out. If I don't know the answer, we're gonna find it out together. Um, so again, that email address is education 
at okable1.org. I appreciate all of your attention today. Um, I hope you enjoyed your weekend. And thank you for doing all that you do to keep Oklahoma safe. Have a wonderful day.